Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Initiative podcast. Today I'm very excited to have amongst us Suman Ghosh who is an acclaimed author of the book called From Command to Empathy that was published by Harper Collins. This book was on the bestsellers list of Amazon in the month of April 2018. Firstly, you know, just like the current education system, we all feel is completely out of tune with the new world that we are living in. I think so is the management style in organizations. You know, the both have their roots in the industrial revolution. So companies will have to do a radical shift in their thinking. You know, it requires a completely different way of looking at things in terms of motivating people, okay? not the typical carrot and stick approach from which comes from the industrial revolution but one which is more about autonomy more about mastery and purpose welcome suman thank you nitesh suman one of the things that i really like to do getting to know our guest and for myself and for our listeners i would like to ask them little bit about their background their upbringing maybe something that has prompted them to be where they are today we'll talk about your current company that you formed in 2014 and all that uh, but before that if you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit that'll be great sure nitesh so let me start right from the beginning you talked about you growing up so i belong to kolkata i grew up there i'm from a family of engineers uh my brother father and my mother also is an engineer and so no points for guessing i also became an engineer i went to iit kharagpur this was late 80s i graduated in 1990 then got a job with cadbury's it was a factory job but not too bad considering i was making chocolates in the factory then i think in the nick of time before i got too comfortable i left to do my mba and so i went to iim bangalore 9496 In terms of family I met my wife actually right after joining IIM that was a really awesome time she's a qualitative market researcher she currently works for Wells Fargo we have two children uh, my son is in second year of college he he's in Ashoka University and my daughter is in class 11 and she's pursuing science so that's a little bit about my my background i always introduce myself as a you know i was a typical boring it guy and uh, something happened and we'll talk about that what made me kind of take quite a radical departure and uh, i started this company called inroads leadership development about 4 to 5 years ago completely driven by the passion to do it along with one other ex colleague of mine and there are three of us who run the company today in the process i also wrote this book called from command to empathy which is also a, again an amazing experience considering it was the first book that i was writing i'm very happy that harper collins agreed to publish it and um, yeah so here we are thank you suman many congratulations on the first book it's fantastic to read about empathy and 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 know about eq and i'll ask about your co-author avek chanda unfortunately i don't know much about him and i i would like to know how did you both come up with writing this book okay so avek and i actually go back a long way uh, from our price waterhouse coopers days He was interesting in that he was an IT guy with with the creative angle. He was into writing, painting, sculpture, all of that. He came to me with the idea of writing a book and I immediately jumped at the idea. 
even though i had never written a book i mean there's always a first time for everything and because i'd started this company and i thought you know this could definitely kind of it will help me and it will help you know the people who i'm training and coaching so it would be a win win the journey was hard but interesting and a lot of learning it took me about more than a year i think almost a year and a half to complete the book and then when it was almost done we gave it to harper and i was quite apprehensive as to what kind of feedback they'll come back with and what they came back with was really surprising because it's something that i didn't expect at all they said we are very happy that you've actually finished the book i said what do you mean by that he said well you and a co-author wrote it so often where our experiences when there are two people writing it often they don't finish it they start fighting by the middle of it and we did have our ch- did have our challenges i must agree and we would talk to each other about eq saying that you know we should be the we sh- since we're talking of empathy we should show empathy towards each other and so we did finish the book and we had a great working relationship so we actually finished it the second thing they said that it did not feel like there were two authors right it often the, you know the style of writing could be different but that it kind of reads uh, seamlessly so that was nice and the third is that we were actually writing this book from two different locations i was in bangalore he was in kolkata uh, but thanks to technology today it's possible that's been the journey with avik and it's been a very fruitful journey his background is as i said he was creative you know we could actually bounce of ideas from each other and his command on the language is also very good he's from he's done his masters from the delhi school of economics so he also brings his strengths so that's why it was a kind of a win win combination whenever anyone embarks on a journey like writing a book or maybe going on a trek or maybe going from place a to b if everything goes smoothly you never remember it that's what happens and and it took you a year and a half 18 months to write this book and and you mentioned some of the challenges you guys faced can you talk of any anecdotes that come to your mind during that time period that really made you look inside and think about you know why you're writing this book you know why are you on this journey and or or why you working with avik anything along those lines yeah there were quite a few such incidents that happened you know for instance just this entire consensus building between the two of us was a immense challenge and i think as part of eq we were talking about social skills and relationship management but the toughest was to continue having that relationship between me and my co-author and each of us respecting the other person's point of view and sometimes it was about me letting go and sometimes about him letting go as to what we wanted to say because the moment you get your ego into the picture it can be very difficult to get out of that and we did face some challenges but luckily we were able to resolve them but that also taught me a lot in terms of just the give and take between two people so that you know keeping the end objective in mind and not letting the egos come in the way did the book change you in any way that part of 18 months did that when you started writing it and by the end of that is there something interesting that you discovered about yourself that you weren't aware of well one was the writing itself but i think overall when i look back what changed me was the research that i did for the book you know it was almost like i discovered a, an entire aspect an entire dimension which uh, i didn't know existed right so it started with a passion a liking towards the subject but as i got deeper into it 
uh, I realized that there was so much more to it, whether it is nuances of, you know, positive psychology or neuroscience or power of habits. So I think a lot of the research did help me a lot. I think that's been the biggest learning. So talking about empathy, talking about EQ, I think it's a topic that some of us are aware of and some of us are not. I would like you to enlighten our listeners. What is your understanding of what EQ is and why is this relevant at this point of time? Okay, that's a good question. So I was also thinking as to, you know, initially when Avi came to me and we decided to write a book, actually I had a few options as to where I should focus on because it could be in any of the leadership aspects because that's something that I teach as part of uh, teach and consult as part of inroads but why i chose uh, this particular topic is that i feel very strongly about it right from couple of dimensions i think firstly you know just like the current education system we all feel is completely out of tune with the new world that we are living in i think so is the management style in organizations you know the both have their roots in the industrial revolution right this entire focus on the stem uh, science technology engineering maths if you go back in time engineering as we know it today where there's a clear hierarchy of stem coming right at the top and then you have humanities and fine arts and all there's a clear hierarchy and that happened because that was the need of the hour in the industrial revolution where people were coming into the factories and working today every day we keep hearing that there's more automation that's coming in and people are losing their jobs on the same this thing the other thing that you also hear is this war for talent right and it's almost like paradoxical how can you have a war for talent when the number of jobs itself is coming down and i think that's because the new requirement is that people need to be much more broad based much more multidimensional skills what required 10 people yesterday is being done by two people given the kind of productivity the need is the ability to inspire and motivate people in other words what is needed is emotional intelligence I keep getting reminded of this book by Marshall Goldsmith which says what got you here won't go to get you there and I think that's a good metaphor for the IQ and EQ debate IQ does get us to where we are and IQ is very important up to a certain point and it's not that it don't need IQ IQ is necessary but not sufficient so beyond a certain level it's EQ that counts and that's why I was very passionate about this and I think EQ is something and as I mentioned about the education system it's not something in our curriculum it's not something that we are taught whereas at the same time this is extremely important and that's the reason why i chose this topic and i think this is very 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 relevant and very important especially in the indian context a lot of companies are now starting to incorporate things like mindfulness compassion empathy and such trainings google has come up with silly and sap has their own internal department which takes care of teaching mindfulness to its employees you decided to leave your corporate career at a time where you know you were growing in your career why did you decide to leave everything and and start inroads again very interesting how it all turned out and uh, there were certain triggers that happened so i'd like to start with a small story it was a t- kind of a turning point in my life so for one of the companies that i worked for recent companies uh, since i was joining them in their leadership team they had a assessment that needed to be done it was an external assessment for which i had to spend a day with an external body a whole day where they would assess me and actually give their results and give the final result to the company based on which they would decide whether to hire me 
that was a very intense experience and uh, there was a lot of case studies and discussions that happened as part of the assessment and in one of those the person who was on the other side we were supposed to do a role modeling and uh, he gave me a case study and i was supposed to convince him of some decision and he gave me the case study and i read it and i analyzed it and when i was discussing with him you know it went off fine and then in the end he said but suman i i will not do what you told me to do and i said why he said you know you were spot on in terms of analyzing dissecting what this case study was about but the way you described it to me i didn't feel the emotion or i didn't feel the energy and being the very typical left brain analytical person that i was that got me thinking and i said you know what is this energy and what is this uh, emotions that he's talking about i mean my job is to analyze and t- tell him what the what the decision is right i mean end of the day leadership is all about making decisions and the right decisions and that got me thinking and then the more i read about it i realized that while rationalism helps us make analyze options it is emotions that actually drive us to actions rational is good in terms of just analyzing and there's a lot of neuroscience which is backing that up but finally end of the day something like decision making which we typically think is a very rational process is actually a very emotional one so by nature we are very emotional human beings are emotional and that's how we are different from machines so that was a turning point there is a story in the book which is called uh, mastering the forest and uh, with your permission I'd like to read a little bit from that if that's okay with you absolutely please do so the story goes that in medieval times a japanese warlord once had sent his son to a zen master to further his education and the zen master gave him some instructions and told him to actually go and check out the forest and actually master the forest and come back when he thought he was ready the boy went you know he spent considerable time there he thought he had mastered the forest he came back and the master asked him that uh, how was it so he explained what his experience was and the master just shook his head said you're not ready and then he went back again and each time it was more of a learning for him and this had to happen quite a few times before the master zen master finally said yes you're ready to go home he had, he had finally mastered the forest so what this tells us and i write in the book i don't want to give away give away the story but i'm just reading this paragraph which is right after that it's it goes like this the takeaway from this zen story is simple while true leadership entails a high level of emotional maturity this quality cannot be imbibed overnight rather it must be built gradually and painstakingly over time it's not an entitlement that a person can lay claim to once he has attained a position of power nor is it about knowing or conquering the forest rather it is about being connected and truly becoming one with the elements great leaders are inspiring and people want to follow them because such great leaders have the ability to touch their hearts and engage with them at a basic emotional level seen through this prism leadership is a function of emotional intelligence so i really believe in this story it's it's not something it's not about a tool and technique that you just learn this is something that you have to imbibe and it's difficult it's incredibly hard to do that it's about reflecting making sure you know each day am i doing it better than what i did it's not going to change overnight it's a lifelong journey that brings to the next question and i think it's a good segue to that question as well this is something that we learn over a period of time and we have to keep practicing it and it's a gradual thing 
and i believe there should be more a part of our curriculum our education system and i think we are still following the industrial revolution the, the story you brought up that we are, we're still following the, the same curriculum and and same things and because of that these things which are more common sensical are not common sensical anymore why is that you think that these things like empathy mindfulness are not part of our day to day life you know i talked about the war for talent which is more at the individual level what got us here won't get you there so individually we all need to build those emotional intelligence skills right which will help us both professionally and personally let's look at what's happening within the organization you know if i look at the general environment we are moving from the industrial economy to the knowledge economy and then to the creative economy it's not so much about obedience or diligence right it's more about initiative creativity and passion and this change is real it's happening right in front of our eyes this is not something that you read in a textbook and it's happening in one part of silicon valley this is happening right here i stay in bangalore if you look out there is an industrial company there is a you know the it service providers which are more into the knowledge economy and then you have the whole bunch of startups which are really in the creative economy so all of them are kind of coexisting each of them are already very much part of our system right now but the guy who's working in a creative economy he's who's probably in more in a startup kind of mode the skills that he or she needs to have is very different is really about more about creativity and passion more than just bringing yourself to the job and about diligence and even intellect okay so companies will have to do a radical shift in their thinking you know it requires a completely different way of looking at things in terms of motivating people okay not the typical carrot and stick approach from which comes from the industrial revolution but one which is more about autonomy more about mastery and purpose and these things actually run counter to our basic understanding of the management sciences if you really go back to management sciences the way it evolved with the gurus like frederick taylor taylor and you know uh, deming and all of that that actually came from the industrial revolution but today we are talking of something totally different we are talking autonomy which is really about ownership as opposed to responsibility responsibility is given ownership is taken you need people with initiative right so that is something very different things like mastery which is really about having the right mindset and continuous learning because we are living in a vuca world the things are changing at a way too rapid pace so it's not so much about how i know but ability to you know pick up something very quickly and adopt and about purpose so it's no longer about incentive but am i able to see the big picture so from all these aspects i think we are living in a world already in a living in a world which is not like in the future but right here right now which requires a completely new new way of thinking both for an individual as well as for a company having said that my experience is that most companies are very slow to change for large companies they are into the command and control mode and i think there is a realization that things need to change but i see that a lot of companies are still figuring out as to what where they need to change or what is it that they need to change and because this is a complete departure from often running it's often pulling at opposite directions it's a lot about letting go and letting go is very difficult and that's why the change is so slow you know we hear even debates like you know simple things about even a dress code for instance it's so difficult to let go and that's why you find you know these kind of issues coming up in corporations and again that's where the generation gap also comes in uh, for instance if you look at millennials they are driven by a different set of purpose you know their motivations are very different as opposed to the so called old timers 
that's what's creating the conflict so i think in terms of need i think it's very much the need of the r and i i spent a lot of time in the book talking about the why instead of the what and how because i think we need to first be convinced that this is the way to go we need to be convinced of the need for emotional intelligence both for individuals as well as for companies before we even start making that shift to themselves you talk about radical changes and i think one of the things that i have realized over a period of time is that when we approach an organization which is in the business of making money and profit making we are in a capitalistic economy and it's about maximizing profit if it's a company that's on a stock exchange when we go and talk to these organizations or when we when we talk to some of the leaders does the need really need to be radical or can it be like you mentioned a gradual change and see the benefits of it and i think you mentioned briefly that neuroplasticity is backing what empathy brings in or what mindfulness brings in if we can talk a little bit about you know why should organizations think of these changes gradually rather than making a 360 degree turn which may impact their bottom line as to what they think is most important for them which is profit making how can we move into this mindset change of gradual shift as to slowly making these changes into the company rather than making a complete turn around and if they see the benefits they will see those changes eventually right absolutely uh, so i i did not mean it more from a sudden turn around for the company i what i was trying to say is that it requires a departure from our current way of thinking which is more about unlearning than learning so because we have to unlearn and often let go of things in order to imbibe some of these newer things you know uh, command and control by its very essence is about the control itself runs op- opposite to empathy and letting go right so it requires a huge mind shift change you know change of mindsets which is again very difficult behavioral change is often the most difficult and of course i mean it has to be done in a way that it does not disrupt the you know the f- functioning of the company Uh, but they, those small changes have to happen on a continuous basis so that the company can uh, start reaping those benefits so when i read the book you know there were a lot of interesting things within the book and if there was one t- takeaway that you would like our listeners to think about what would that be well that's a difficult one because there are so many topics that i talk about but if i have to give a message if somebody just asks me about the book what i would tell them is that you know build your emotional intelligence first try and understand what that is what is emotional intelligence be convinced that that is something that is important that is the need of the r and it will help you both professionally and personally professionally it will help you in your career growth personally it will help you to lead a richer more fulfilling life and often these two are intertwined you know somebody who's got high well-being and who's happy in their personal life can only bring in a real value in the in the corporate domain one is build your emotional intelligence first be convinced that this is important and then continuously practice it so going back to mastering the forest this is not about you know just learning a tool and technique which you can start using immediately how many of us have fallen prey to road rage for instance right this entire emotional hijack which is really about the which is the essence of emotional intelligence which is managing our emotions 
it's very difficult to do i was talking to a business leader recently he said you know i read your book it's it's nice i like to practice it but what happens is when i'm under stress i defer back to my normal way of working and that's why it's so difficult i mean if you do that then we are not doing justice to it it's not about we employ these techniques only when you know we are in a calm state of mind which is rare today i think everybody is in a stressful job in a stressful environment so it's about practicing it not when we are calm in this thing but even when we are stressed and to be able to do it consistently when it becomes second nature for us when we don't realize that we are even doing it and that's a long journey but it's important and i i have a lot of stories in the book i even talk about simple stories but uh, powerful stories in which there was one and one incident happened and there was we got, we talk about automatic behavior sometimes we behave in a way we don't even realize uh, that we are in automatic mode and that's from a neuroscience perspective that's our brain's way of actually reducing stress on the system right so often we are in automatic modes so let me ask you this have you ever felt for instance Uh, after a long day at work in the evening when you think back and it feels like an entire day was a blur and you don't remember anything that happened i asked this question to a lot of people who i train and almost everybody kind of agrees and it resonates they said yeah it happens to me all the time and that is a perfect example of an automatic behavior so are we able to come out of this automatic behavior because if we don't then we will be giving those automatic responses there's one story which i talk about where this small thing happened the person was very distraught and he came and asked his her manager something and the manager gave a a standard response which would have, would have been absolutely fine in a normal circumstance which was an automatic response but it was not fine in this particular one where she was in a, a distressed state and it required a different way of handling but unfortunately the manager was in automatic mode of uh, automatic state so it takes time to build that uh, resilience to be able to you know be self aware of what our emotions are what our strengths are to self regulate our emotions to be able to reflect on a continuous basis to see what have we done because we're going to make the same mistakes over and over again like if i tell you right now it doesn't mean that if if somebody has an anger issue it's not that after the reading the book that's going to get solved but it's it's only if that person is able to observe himself be mindful and be reflective over time it's going to bring that change in him well we have a few minutes left uh, if there is anything that you would like to share with our listeners uh, please go ahead so i was talking about the uh, you asked about the indian environment and this book essentially is uh, focused on the indian context uh, indian organizations So Indian organizations in general has been relying too much on the old ways of working as i mentioned earlier right um so there is a very interesting study a 2016 study found that six of the 10 least empathetic companies in terms of the global empathy index are from india right so again one can always argue one can always challenge and i think this is what we like doing as indians we see that all the time you know we can immediately jump and saying you know how did we get those figures but again without getting too defensive about it if 6 out of 10 are from india then obviously there seems to be a problem which is very unique very specific to the indian environment and interestingly these six companies which are all giants in their own field was not from a particular sector or industry they belong to different sectors like oil and gas pharma finance telecom technology and infrastructure so it's across the board that indian companies are seen to have low empathy and this is something that all of us need to as leaders we need to bring in that change 
so it's it's highly important the time is now it's not something out there in the future the time is right now we need to change our mindset and our way of thinking move more from command and control to something which is based more around compassion and empathy that's a great way to bring this uh, interview to an end thank you thank you so much suman i really enjoyed listening to your thoughts and viewpoints knowing more about what went behind making from command to empathy uh, for our listeners uh, the book is available on amazon please go ahead and get a copy for yourself thank you so much for being a part of our podcast um, and thank you thank you nitesh it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you so much if you like our podcast please go ahead and share it with your friends and family thank you so much for listening to the mindful initiative podcast